So, alright guys, we gotta get this one right. On three, we're gonna say welcome back to our extraordinary thoughts, but on their mind. One, two, three. Welcome back for our What's going on, everybody? It's That Ordinary Podcaster with the Extraordinary Thoughts that tells you to stop being great and be extraordinary. I'm your host, Demetrius Thickpen, also known as Meech Speaks, and welcome back to another episode of Extraordinary Thoughts for the Ordinary Mind. Back from my break, and you know, I, I'm gonna just say this real quick. I don't know who needs to hear this, but when this year dies down, like when we return to a different, when we go to a different normal, I'm gonna just, I, I don't know who needs to hear this, but I'm not gonna forget the, the shit y'all did all this year. I'm not gonna forget the things that were said. I'm not gonna forget the things that y'all post. I'm not gonna forget none of that. Like even when we go into 2021, I'm I please understand when you see me, I'm going to look at you differently. Like some of y'all have literally showed y'all asses this entire year. Like as soon as Kobe Bryant died, y'all lost y'all fucking minds. As soon as they had a pandemic, y'all lost y'all fucking minds. Motherfuckers were really fighting over toilet paper and I thought that that was going to be the worst of this year. I literally thought that that was going to be the worst of this year. I don't, and, and you know what, going on these breaks is such a rejuvenating experience. So I tell people like, take a break so that way you can recharge. Because during my recharge, I literally, I watched, I paid attention. I educated myself. And what I educated myself on was just, it, it, it's so much. But before I really dive into today's topic, I just really want to just tell you that if you just racist, just say that. Like, seriously, like, if you're racist, just say that. And I'm not just talking about white people, black people. If you are racist, just say that. You do not have to give me a five-paragraph essay. You do not have to give me a thesis statement with a conclusion at the end telling me why you believe what you believe. If you are fucking racist, just say that. I am educated enough that I will just remove myself from you. You know, like, like, I can't believe that with every incident that happens, there is a person that is ready to invalidate everyone's emotions. You see what I'm saying? Like, it, it's, it, it's, <clears throat> I shouldn't be crying because I'm watching this shit. But then again, I shouldn't be witnessing murders on the internet and constantly seeing it. Let me rephrase that. I shouldn't be arguing with anyone that, that, you know, somebody shouldn't be, you know, like, you know, jogging in their neighborhood and get killed there. You know, I shouldn't be arguing with somebody that it's wrong that somebody had their knee on another man's neck and let the life slip away from them. I really shouldn't be arguing with no one about how seven shots is just a little bit too much. You know, but here we are. Here we are. And that's just honestly the tip of the iceberg. Well, why I'm really here, because to be honest with you, this break was supposed to go through all of August. Like y'all weren't supposed to see me until September, but I, I, I just couldn't hold it back no more. You know, like my emotions, they flared. My energy was all over the place. It's something called me back into the booth a little bit earlier. 
And if you followed me on Instagram, like if you follow me on Instagram, you probably know that I've, I've, I've picked up on this movement. And if you really, like, really been fucking with me, like, if you knew me back in the day before, like, the motivational speaking, before the podcasting, before, you know, I became an author, you know, before Meech Speaks, back when I was just OMG, it's Meech, and my stories were just lit as fuck, I was talking about men and crop tops for years. Years. And I know, if you've been following me on Instagram, you know, you're probably thinking like, damn, Meech, like you're really taking this crop top thing a little too serious. It's deeper than that for me, to be honest with you. It's a little bit deeper than that. You know, when I brought it up and, you know, I had put a poll, I said yes or no, that's gay. Simple things. I respect everybody's opinions, to be honest with you. It's the DMs. It's the homophobia. It's the little dick energy for me, to be honest with you. You know, and I and I laughed it off and just told them that, you know, hey, it's this was a popular trend in the 90s. You see what I'm saying? This was a popular trend in the 90s. And then, you know what they would say? Oh, well, Will Smith, you know, he wore it. I was like, yeah. You know, Apollo Creed had one on. Like, you could literally look in pop culture in the 90s and see how fashion is just so prevalent and it keeps recycling itself that this was a thing. They would tell me that this is in the 90s. Mm, that's crazy. That's crazy. You know, so so man, so male crop tops, that's not trending. But you know what else was trending back in the 90s? Systematic racism against black men, let me rephrase, people of color, you know, where they put their thumb on them and, you know, they were beating them down to a pulp on a regular basis. For some reason, in 2020, that's trending. You know what else is trending? How we um fetish over women and then patronize them for exploiting their sexuality. You know what I mean? Like we make them feel like as if they're nothing. Let me rephrase. We make them feel like they're sluts. Let me rephrase. We make we call them bitches and hoes because they express their sexuality and stand in confidence and then the bodies of who they are. And every time that we send them a and any time that they show that they who they are, we make them feel less. That's trending. That's crazy. But for some reason, we want to bury men's crop tops, but we not about to bury uh, toxic masculinity. We not about to bury systematic racism. But but men but male crop tops, yeah yeah yeah, you right you right. It's, that that was a trend back in the nineties. We should really definitely give that up. You know what I mean? And and I, I just during my break. And if you looked at my most one of my last unfuck yourself episodes, I talked about like the Vanessa Vanessa again situation. And I said that I wanted to educate myself. I wanted to learn more before I spoke on that. And the reason why I wanted to learn more on that is because I, I, to be honest, I knew that there was a thing called toxic masculinity, but I didn't understand what toxic masculinity was. I didn't understand how it hurt the women that raised us. I didn't understand how it hurt the women that we were supposed to spend the rest of our lives with, you know, the ones that came from our rib. I did not know how it affected us. But I, now I feel like I'm kind of sounding like the people who did not know that racism existed. So excuse my ignorance. Let's go ahead and take this voyage. It just it just pains me to know that, you know, there's women out there right now that's got a fire outfit. You know, I'm talking about the outfit going to make their body look exactly how they've been wanting their body to look. And they want to post it on social media. But they know that as soon as they post it on social media, one of you trifling motherfuckers is about to send them a dick pic. 
Ladies, I, I just really want to just say before we dive into this episode, if another man sends you a picture of their genitalia, send them a picture of another genitalia and preferably something bigger than what he's got. You see what I'm saying? Because this toxic masculinity can only be beaten by other toxic masculinity. It pains me that y'all can't even treat these women as if they are our counterparts. You treat them like they're meat. You treat them as if they are a means to an end. You treat them as if they were here for you when we are here for each other. Y'all can't even work in the same dang on department without making your comments. You can't even work in the same department without trying to create a relationship. I swear, man, some of y'all make me sick. And you know, this is Friday, so I plan to unfuck a good old-fashioned topic this time around. And welcome back to the show, Meech. It's good to be here. But, you know, I really just want to talk about toxic masculinity and how it has a hindering effect on the boys that we plan to raise. Growing up in Detroit, Michigan, and everybody knows my story. You know, father walked out due to addiction, you know, in and out of my life. And the problem when you have somebody that's in and out of your life, you know, you create this hole that's getting filled with bullshit and constantly gets pulled out. You know, we say that we're going to be together and then we leave and then he comes back again and, you know, we heal, but then he leaves again. And I think my biggest frustration with my father is that I really needed him in certain points in my life. I really needed him. I really needed him to reassure me on certain things in my life, but he wasn't there. So I had to reassure myself. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm real quick to tell people that, you know, your environment, if you want to make a change for yourself, you want to get out of your environment because your environment definitely has a plan for you. And I remember my plans for my, my environment had for me. See, while everybody else hit puberty, I did, I, I did too. I, I hit puberty. You know, I got bigger. Hair grew in places that it normally didn't. But when everybody else's voice got deeper, mine didn't. And if you know the history in the podcast, you know that I hate my voice. You know, when I get sick, I call my, I say that I got my man voice back. You know, yeah, it's got a little raspy. Yeah, it sounds a little masculine now, but it always didn't sound like this. You know, the military didn't tear it apart from cigarettes and alcohol and screaming. It didn't tear it apart from that. I had a real soft voice as a child, real soft voice. And the problem when you got a soft voice in a growing up in one of the most dangerous cities of America, <laughs> and then you add in the fact that I grew up in a household full of women. So, you know, I had, I had a little, fem- I ain't gonna lie, I had a little couple of feminine ways about me. People call me gay on a regular basis. I remember being harassed in the neighborhood. Because I was soft. And and if you know me, you know there ain't nothing soft about me. <laughs> you know that there's nothing soft about me. But I felt like a lamb in a den full of wolves on a regular basis. Soft. I remember having to fight because my voice wasn't deep enough. I remember having to speak lower. Because my voice, I didn't want it to crack around nobody. Growing up, you know, this idea of toxic toxic masculinity. You know, I remember because everybody thought I was gay, I would sleep with so many women so I could brag about how many people I slept with. So that way I could prove to everybody that I wasn't gay. 
I would get into fights. Even though I, I, I'm a lion, yes, but I wanted to be a lamb. I didn't want to be in that stuff. I didn't, I didn't like violence. It wasn't in my nature. But I was turned into that. Because I didn't want to get picked on. I didn't want to get bullied. I had to turn into that. Y'all don't understand how this toxic masculinity shit, it really hinders us. I remember being a child one time and I was crying and, ah, man, you know, she doing the best that she could. But I remember my mama looking at me like, stop crying like a little girl. Like, mom, like you used to be a girl at one point. Like, why would you invalidate yourself like that? Or why would you tell me that the emotions that you exhibit are the same emotions that only you can exhibit? Men aren't allowed to do that. This whole idea that men aren't allowed to do certain things is just fucking ridiculous. But can we just go ahead and just get into toxic masculinity? Because I'm dancing around the topic, but I mean, let's just go ahead and just talk about it. See, toxic masculinity, it thrives by penalizing behavior in which does not conform to the standard and celebrates behavior that does. So anything that's not toxic is, 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 is going to be shunned. This whole crop top situation that I'm currently wearing is shunned because men aren't supposed to wear crop tops. You know, that's good. That's girl clothing or that's that's for gay guys. You know, and once again, like <laughs> we go back, Rocky, Apollo Creed, we're definitely wearing crop tops. You know, but whatever. I don't want to stay into that. We praise this type of behavior and shun anything else. Like, like, like the greater good of man. Is, is is dealing with, and, and you know, I really want to stop real quick. I want to stop and say this. Masculinity is not bad. Masculinity is not bad. A man that is comfortable and confident about his masculinity and his sexuality is a powerful man. It's this toxic shit that's really fucking us up. And the first thing that comes down in the list of toxic behaviors is being stoic. And this this one actually sounds good, though. Like, I ain't got a lot to you. Like, men are constantly giving the message that they must be self-reliant, independent, physically tough. That don't sound bad, does it? It doesn't sound bad. And being vulnerable means to be ridiculed. Like, the problem with that situation is, is that I'm supposed to be hard 24-7. And you, you and I get it. I get it. I'm a protector. I'm a provider. But how the hell am I recharging? How am I like we, we you know us military folks we 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 firing the rifle down range but we not cleaning it? We using the sword but we not sharpening it. I'm always supposed to be self-reliant like I pride myself in being able to do things on my own and the problem is, is that when you pride yourself so much on doing the things on your own, you are less likely to help someone else. You are less likely to work with other people because you think that you can just do it on yourself. And and trust me, you want to go fast, you go by yourself. But if you want to go far, you go with a team. The next one, and I feel like being promiscuous. I said it earlier. You know what it's like to give half of you to people that ain't even worth half of you? Like, do you know what it's like to give a piece of you? When these people ain't even worth a piece of you. Like, you know that saying? Like, I wish I could unfuck a couple of y'all. Like, no pun intended to the episode. But I really wish I could unfuck a couple of people. By the time I had joined the military, my body count 
was already in the double digits. And I had start fucking when I was 15. Excuse the language, because I mean, I, I, this is a little vulgar. <laughs> this episode is a little vulgar. It's a little bit more vulgar than the unfuck yourself usual episodes, but bear with me. I started having sex when I was 15. I joined the military when I was 19. I was already in the double digits by the time I got to boot camp. Proud about it, too. Brag about it, too. That unsafe and unhealthy sexual behavior led to me getting an STD when I was 17 years old. I had caught chlamydia. But guess what? I was proud of that. Because that let all the other men know that, 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 hey, 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 he really out here fucking. He really out here. It's disgusting. It's fucking disgusting. To play with a woman's heart. Disgusting. Y'all praise these men on this energy that they give off, but this is energy of an insecure man. Any man that does this is, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with, and and, and I really want to stop real quick because there's nothing wrong with taking charge of your sexuality. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with having, you know, like, I mean, once again, like, we be treating relationships and we be so in a rush to get into a relationship, we forget that you can go to a buffet. Like, ain't nothing wrong with trying things out. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you just doing it just for accolades, come on now. And my problem with this part right here is that as I was being praised for how many women that I was having sex with, you motherfuckers sit back and y'all penalize the women for the exact same thing. Like, how is that even a thing? Like, we fetish over this, but then shame the reality. We fetish over the fantasy, but shame the reality. We want a woman that's a freak, but, but we only want her to be a freak with us. But we for everybody. Like, 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 we want solitude pussy, but we giving out community dick. Like, 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 come on, man. Like, the double standard in it is really fucking pissing me off. Heterosexual. Anything less is considered feminine. You can only imagine once that word got out, like, oh, he's gay, he's gay, even though I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't. I, everybody already perceived me to be softer, not masculine. Oh, you know, it got to the point where even girls thought that I was gay. And you know how frustrating that is? You know how frustrating that is? And to be honest with you, and I'm, I don't know who needs to hear this. I've I've met some men that were homosexual that had knocked some of y'all teeth right out of y'all mouth. Right out of y'all mouth. I met some gay men that'll beat some of you straight men up. Like, like, I, like I don't know who need to hear this, but some of y'all, like, heterosexual, super masculine, macho men can't fight, and it shows on a regular basis. It shows in the behavior that y'all give off so much. Like, like y'all be screaming like this big dick energy, but it's not even a reality for you. It's just a fantasy that you try to play in, like the games that you play in when you go home and shit like that. And then you be trying these homosexual boys and be thinking that they soft and then find out that they can fucking fight. So, so, so I just really wanted to just get that one off before we move to the next topic. But the next one is violence. Ain't that ironic? How I always talk about that. 
being violent? What screams alpha male? What screams dominance? What screams that I'm in control? That me putting my hands on you and making you do exactly what I want you to do. You know, what's so crazy is that this was the thing that got me out of a lot of situations. You know, like when I was faced with those ridicules of me being like, you know, gay, me being soft, I will always resort to violence. Because and when in doubt, punch it out. You see what I'm saying? When in doubt, jab it out. And even when I started doing the crop top, when I show when I when I post that picture of the crop top, you know, I started getting a little hate and I had to catch myself. Because I told the dude, keep that exact same energy. You feel me? Like, I don't care how big you are or whatever the situation is. I told him, keep that same energy when we see each other. But I had to catch myself. Because the same toxic energy that he's given to me, let me phrase that. The same toxic, toxic masculinity that he's alluding is the exact same type of toxic masculinity that I'm reciprocating. It's the exact same thing. He's making fun of me for how I'm dressing and I'm about to meet him with violence. And now, once again, I will, I will definitely go on record and say that it's imperative that we inoculate ourselves into violence because violence is going to meet us. You shouldn't feel unknown when it does. But if your first thing when you feel insecure, when you feel just in doubt of yourself is to resort to violence, to reassure your masculinity, then we definitely have a problem there. Next, being dominant. Now, I really want to just ask, what does it mean to be dominant? What do you think dominance is? Is dominance a physical thing? Like we all want to be an alpha male, especially in the military. Like we all want to be an alpha male and we do whatever it takes to be dominant. You know, the preoccupation with power and dominance to the point that we even will eat our own. We'll eat our own. We'll ridicule each other. We'll physically attack each other, emotionally attack each other. We even go on the internet and troll each other. Being in the military, I'm always surrounded by alpha males. I mean, let's be frank here. I am an alpha male. And constantly being aware of watching for somebody to, you know, trying to make sure that nobody, you know, dang, I had the word, but imposes their will onto me, you know, like, you know, assert their dominance onto me. And when I feel like their dominance is being asserted, you know, I got to assert my dominance. And now we look like two rams bumping each other's heads. And you've probably seen it before. You know, like you probably walk in, one guy got his blouse off. The other guy's got his blouse off. People lose dominance around me the moment that I take my blouse off for some weird reason. For some weird reason, as soon as we go boots in use, like all of a sudden we get, you know, people feel a certain type of way. People feel like as if like I'm pulling their dominance away from them. The moment that I take my blouse off, like when I moment I walk into a room sometimes and I was just talking to somebody about this, but the moment that I walk into a room is sometimes it feels like people are just like they're intimidated by the energy that I give off. And that's one thing I really want y'all to understand that dominance is not something that you have to physically impose onto someone. Dominance. You want to know what dominance really looks like? Dominance is from confidence. The way I speak, I can impose dominance onto you. Not in the matter of me ridiculing you, just me because I just know what the fuck I'm doing. Being confident in my abilities will impose dominance around you. But, but you know, we'll just keep punching each other until then. Sexual aggression towards women. I don't know which one of you little dick motherfuckers 
needs to hear this. But I said it earlier, and I'll say it again. Just because somebody talked to your mama like that, that don't mean that you got to talk to somebody else's daughter like that. Just because you were rejected, that don't mean that you got to keep acting like that. You know, I really got to say that, though. Because, it, it, you know, it really, it does bother me when I see men with this unnecessary aggression towards women. You know, like they put women down. They make women feel like they less inferior than them when, when some of y'all is built like women. Like, like what some of y'all is literally built. Like y'all call women weak, but some of these women, these women are, are stronger than y'all. Like some of y'all are built like dang on earthworms. Like y'all need a reality check. But then y'all go online and y'all talk all this shit about how, oh, they can't carry their own weight. Oh, you know, they just need to be in the kitchen. Oh, they only need to have a baby. You know, like, dog, like, it's almost disgusting. It's disgusting. And and I love the guys that, like, you know, that's not their initial ten intentions. You know, they try to be the nice guy. But as soon as they receive some form of rejection, all of a sudden she's a bitch, she's a hoe, she's a slut. Like, who raised y'all? Because it couldn't be y'all mothers. It couldn't be y'all mothers. Like, y'all had to be raised by the animals that y'all think y'all are. But moving on to the next topic. Not displaying emotion. I feel like I should have talked about this in the very beginning. One of the biggest toxic masculinity, masculine one of that's a, one of the most toxic 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 masculine behavior, in my opinion, is the fact that we, we don't display emotion. Let me rephrase: we do we do we do happiness and anger, sadness, no worry, no anxiety. Yeah, have that shit in the fucking goddamn somewhere off off camera. You gonna cry? You better do that in your car. You gonna cry? What's wrong with you, man? Who died? Oh, you crying because you hurt? Oh man, you fucking soft. We as men aren't aren't allowed to exhibit those type of behaviors. No, those are women behaviors. You know, those are feminine behaviors. We tell our little boys, you know, stop crying, stop acting like a girl. We're not allowed to complain about something. Let me phrase. We're not allowed to express our opinion towards something, you know, because that's considered bitching. And then you find us emotionally unavailable. And, you know, ladies, I really just want y'all to understand that this, this trait right here, a lot of us were raised by single women. A lot of us were taught this by single women. We weren't taught this by another man. I, no man taught me to be emotionally unavailable. I learned that in a household full of women. With all of their emotions swirling, which is kind of like ironic. With all of these emotions in the house, I wasn't allowed to show my own. I would have to do that somewhere else. Punish for showing anything outside of anger and happiness. We got to do better. I remember being a father really showed me this. And I found myself, you know, giving off those toxic masculine traits to my son at one point. You know, no, no, to my kids in general. You know, I would allow my daughters to cry, but I would shun my son for doing that. And I remember one time something happened with my son and you could tell that the emotions, it just, it just swirled within him. It just swirled within him. 
And I could tell that he was fighting it back. And he didn't want to release because I was standing right there. I had to look at my son. I had to hold him and tell him that you're safe. Let it out. Let it out. Because if you can't be safe around me, then who you going to feel safe around? Ladies, gentlemen, when can we feel safe? When can we feel safe to share those emotions without ridicule, without judgment? When can we feel safe to know that if I give you these emotions, you're not going to throw them in my face because that's why we're emotionally unavailable. When are you going to help me learn the spectrum of my emotions? I don't want to be emotionally unavailable. When you're emotionally unavailable, and I need you to understand that, you know, you try to fight back tears because you don't know where they're coming from. You just know that your body is feeling something and it's trying to release, but you're you trying to subconsciously fight it. Can I feel safe, please? Next. Can we can we take away the whole fucking gender rules in the house, please? Like, like, there's no such thing as men chores and women chores. Like, there's, there's no such thing. And, and you know, I'm tell you why. Like, some of y'all, uh, some of y'all sons is is real excited about these little girls' damn chicken Alfredo because y'all didn't show them how to cook. Some of y'all husbands is burning shit up because nobody showed them how to cook. And vice versa, you know, we, we got women as not even. They don't even know how to change a tire. Don't know how to pump gas. Like, I tell my daughter to put it, you know, to take the trash out the same way that I tell my son to. I tell my kids to wash the dishes the same way that I'm going to tell my son or daughter to do it. When it's time to cook, I bring both in the room. Because they both need to cook. Like, we treat household chores as if, like, a man is supposed to just spend his life, spend the rest of his life just in dirt and filth until he finds a woman. And, and we, we believe that, I guess, like, women are just supposed to just have just fucked up cars and trash that's not taken out until they find a man. Like, why do we hinder ourselves and stop ourselves from learning these new skills based off of the ideas of gender? It even comes down to parenting. And I've just, I've said it earlier that there is a certain level of masculinity and feminality that need to be within the household so that way we are raising productive human beings. But some of us can't even raise kids right because we were never taught how to raise kids. We were only showed that that's a woman's job. Now you got a wife that's stressed out. And, and can't stand your ass because all you do is sit around because you don't know what you're supposed to do because, you know, you believe that that's a woman's job. That's your child. How about you get involved? But now that I covered some of those, those, those traits, those behaviors, how are we addressing this? And the first thing I need y'all to understand is that quality, masculinity within the household, masculinity, period, is something that we do need. We do need that. And men of quality respect women of equality. You see what I'm saying? Men of quality respect men equally. 
women up. God, I butchered that up real quick. I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> Men of quality respect women equally. And toxic masculinity is masculinity on steroids. And in order to address that, we got to ask ourselves, who the fuck are we trying to impress? Who the fuck are we trying to prove? Who the fuck? What are we doing? What are we doing? In my opinion, toxic, toxic masculinity is a sign of insecurity of your inability to control everything. Like some men actually believe that they own the women that they're with. And it shows. Some men are, are, are insecure around other men. And it shows. Ladies and gentlemen, toxic masculinity is not big dick energy. And just like that, another extraordinary thought left this ordinary mind. I hope you enjoyed this episode half as much as I enjoyed making it. Stay tuned Mondays and Fridays. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Meech Speaks. Once again, that's Meech Speaks. Meech is spelled M-E-E-C-H. Don't forget to share this podcast, subscribe to this podcast, follow this podcast, pass this podcast to somebody because this podcast was dedicated to helping everyone become a better version of themselves, even though I don't know what that type of version is. I just know that you can be better. Lastly, don't forget to grab your copy of The Extraordinary Thought from the Ordinary Mind, available on Amazon, Barnes & Nobles. I think there's an electrical copy. You know what it is. Stay hungry. Stay motivated. I'm out.